You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. It's my book right here. Still breathing the wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, please support the show at Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. It's the best place still to this day to make your individual contributions to the show. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. My last day in Nashville. Last day to play some golf before I head back to regular life. And I'm having an absolutely incredible time. Tons of fun out here in Nashville, Tennessee. Wonderful place, wonderful people. And uh, really great golf courses too, by the way. So we're having a lot of fun out here. I hope you guys are having a good Tuesday. It has been a wacky week. Uh, We already have a Nostradilly that I said on this show. And then within about seven hours, uh, which I did not expect, the data started uh, essentially bearing out what I had said. Uh, It really wasn't that difficult of a prediction to make, but still nonetheless impressive. That's in regards to Rod DeSantis, who is getting eviscerated right now, and he's burying himself, uh, essentially, he's got the shovel, and he just won't stop digging. And instead, they keep giving him more national interviews. He continues to repeat the talking points from his team, and then he turns around and starts uh, cratering in the polls, which is what happened yesterday after that viral video of him claiming that the 2020 election was not in fact stolen or rigged and that Joe Biden had won it. And it doesn't matter if it's out of context or you meant something else because you're fucking stupid and you don't understand how media works and how they're going to edit and change your videos and play with them. And honestly, I think he he really was just sharing the the narrative that he believed Donald Trump was the reason the election was stolen, which was frankly, fucking dumb. And he pissed off a lot of people. And in one of those states in particular was Arizona. And the backlash has been dramatic from that state, a state that understands they've been hijacked. Uh, The betting odds moving dramatically in a matter of hours from the time that video went out. And uh, Team DeSantis' response to that egregious error was, well, Donald Trump's going to run out of money. That's their official campaign pitch right now. It's no longer about how good their candidate is or what they think of him. It's just that essentially Trump's not going to have enough money is what they're arguing, which is one of the dumbest fucking arguments I've ever seen for trying to change a voter's mind. Uh, Pretty interesting, too, because I was on social media a little bit scrolling uh, when I finally was winding down late last night. And it's incredible the amount of feedback I'm getting from normal people, not Republicans, not Democrats, just people. And. The number one thing they're saying to me, and I'm seeing in the mentions and the replies and and on other people's pages about our content, the memes work on regular people. So if you're a Democrat, a hardcore Democrat, our memes aren't going to do shit. And if you're a a hardcore rhino Republican, the memes won't hit at all, but they're not for you. But when you're a normal person who doesn't really identify as either of those things and you're just hanging out on the internet scrolling and you see a hysterical and smart and honest meme it changes the way you think about candidates. And I actually got that feedback from several people that said, look, I don't know how other people in your world view these, but they're incredibly effective and persuasive. And I sit and watch through all of them. And it's, it's definitely changed how I plan on voting. 
And that's the feedback we're ultimately looking for. That's the targeted audience with the memes and, and what we're trying to do. But it's been an interesting week. Uh, thankfully, so far, the first couple of days I've been here in Nashville, uh, I have not seen a lot of major news. So I don't feel like I'm missing too much. It's a lot of uh, it's been relatively quiet. You know, Trump hasn't been arrested this week yet. So that's cool. Um, you know, just last week, maybe maybe next week. But uh, I feel like I'm not missing out on too much stuff right now. Uh, but that being said, we got a big show for you guys. I want to share a lot of fun stuff with you today. We got some dank memes. I got some great news stories. A little bit of Donnie J. Trump. I believe he's out in, is it Beardo? Is he in New Hampshire today? Yeah, so he's in New Hampshire today. He's got a middle of the afternoon on a Tuesday rally, which is fucking cool. And uh, I don't have any footage of that. I might have one clip. Um, I don't know if I grabbed it, but it's okay. You, you guys take my word for it. He's got a rally going on. People are excited. All right, I see the fucking rumors and discussion in the chat. So let me just clear it up for you. I'm not hungover. I had a half a beer last night. I don't have a hangover. I am beat the fuck up from golfing yesterday because I haven't golfed in seven months, eight months. Uh, so I feel like a golf cart ran me over. But no, I am not hungover. Uh, also, I'm getting a lot. I'm getting an abnormally small amount of sleep um, because it doesn't matter what time I go to bed from hanging out with the guys and bullshitting. I always wake up at 630 or seven. So it doesn't matter if I went to bed at 4 a.m. or I went to bed at 10 p.m. My ass is up by 6.45, 7 o'clock. So that's kind of the cumulative effect of being like, okay, I got to pop up and do my shit. So yeah, I'm probably hung over from hanging out and, and golfing and stuff and definitely being in the sun yesterday because uh, it got a little fucking hot. And uh, it was a good time though. We had a great time. Uh, also, I have to take a moment before I fucking forget. Lori from Stronger Fitness. Her husband, Rob, has a birthday today. So happy birthday, dude. I was asked to give you a shout out. And so uh, happy birthday. You have a wonderful wife and I hope you have an awesome birthday. I'm sure you're going to get splashed up, go do something fun, go eat a bunch of food and have a beer or something. But uh, happy birthday, bro. That's a, uh, that's a pretty good one. So yeah, you had a great wife. She was like, please Dilly. I know it's late. Uh, we haven't done Dilly in the wild this week, mostly because I'll save them all. and We'll do them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, but I'm limited on what I can do just because honestly the laptop's small and I can't fucking see. And so it's hard for me to do a lot of the production work that I would normally do. So with that being said, we did have sort of a dilly in the wild yesterday. So I'm not, <laughs> the guys are already dying laughing. I'm not gonna play all of them because I really don't want you to see them here. I want you to go on Twitter. But I took a fucking picture yesterday and I was excited and we'll start here, all right? Let me explain. I'm, what's the name of the golf course we're at right now? Hermitage. Hermitage, okay. I've been playing Hermitage. So that's where I played yesterday. And it's where I'm going to play today. They've got, it's two 18-hole golf courses. We played one side yesterday. We're going to play the other side today. All right. So let me give you the background of this place. Now, the golf course is still on the Andrew Jackson's farm. Yes. Okay. So Andrew Jackson, President Andrew Jackson, owned this farm area. And then they eventually put two golf courses on it and preserved a bunch of it. Okay. Well, here's how the story goes. When you're out there on the course and eventually you come around, I don't remember what hole it was. There's these fucking sheep, all right? Like, these are cool-looking sheep, they're, and they're on the course with you. Like, you can hit into sheep, which is weird, and I feel a little guilty, but you can. So, yes, and what I didn't realize is the sheep, Andrew Jackson had sheep. So these sheep are the great, great, great descendants of fucking Andrew Jackson's sheep, all right? These are special. These are presidential sheep. So they're fucking cool as shit to see. You're on the golf course, you're riding in your cart, and there's fucking sheep everywhere and you're like oh my god so i of course hop off and i want to take photos of the sheep by the way that one right there on the right he looks mildly retarded i don't know what his deal was 
Some of them look beautiful and majestic, but that one looked legitimately downsy. I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> anyway, um, we had a blast. So the sheep are out there and I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing and I'm like, oh my God, my wife's going to lose her marbles, right? Like, and I'm very excited about this. And then there's like some long furry sheeps, right? So there's a big motherfucker right here. And I'm, I get off the cart and I'm like, I want to go take pictures with the sheep, which is where I fucked up because I went and took a, a fucking selfie with the sheeps. All right. And normally with normal humans, this isn't a big deal. Oh, there's Dilly. He's just hanging out with sheep. And no one fucking does anything with it. The problem is I dropped this in the meme room. And let me tell you what happens. When you give memers shit like this and they're bored because you're not around to like fucking kind of guide them. Like, okay, guys, this is what we're going to work on today. They essentially grabbed my, my sheep selfie and went absolutely ballistic with it. All right. I think they must have made 50 or 60 memes from this, uh, ranging from Hunter Biden uh, dancing naked in the background in his little fucking tidy whities to John Cardildo, uh, you know, screeching by on his power wheel or his My Little Pony. Uh, we had one, it was Cardillo, and they had Dave Raboy getting pounded out in the background in the fucking field. They had. They memed me on all of this shit, man. And I'm trying to golf while this was happening. And there's an entire Twitter thread on Phantom Shadow's Twitter page, if you haven't seen it. Uh, I'm not going to ruin the surprise, but let me tell you, uh, this was really funny. Because as soon as I post it, I literally, I fucking dropped this in our meme room. And two minutes later, Machiavelli's like, that's a meme. And I'm like, what? No, it's my photo. And he's like, nope, that's a meme. And, uh, and then they just went to work on it, and it was hysterical. One of the things that they did, which I thought was really funny, is they also dropped me on this, and this was fun. Election betting odds, and this was, uh, they started putting me on all kinds of DeSantis stuff, and, and if you're looking at this, the chances of the GOP nomination, it's 70.4% for Donnie J. Trump right now. Ramashwama Ding Dong up to 9.5. DeSantis cratering down to 87 and uh, and he's continuing that precipitous drop, which is really funny. It, he is having one hell of a go at it. Um, the meme team, honestly, they're bodying this guy. It's it's getting really ugly out there, uh, and rightfully so, because fuck him. One of the people, and I got to tell you guys, and you guys know, uh, you know, obviously I've talked to you about this. One of the people who didn't used to like what I do or like who I am, and it was kind of inexplicable because I never, never did anything to the guy, uh, was uh, Rich Barris. And he was people's pundit. And thankfully, he came back around and gave me a second shot. Uh, I started following him, and then I would retweet him. And then eventually, he started checking out the memes, and I think he got a kick out of them, and he liked them, right? And Barris kind of came around. He followed me on Twitter. He loves the memers. And all of a sudden, he kind of, like, we made more sense to him in 2023 than I did back in 2018 and 2019. So one guy that I have not been able to crack the, uh, you know, the ice on is his partner his host his co-host which is uh barnes law out in las vegas i don't know why this guy didn't like me yeah maybe i troll him a little bit maybe it's because he's a fucking lawyer i don't know all i know is for some reason i interacted with him one time after all these years and he blocked me again and i was like all right whatever no big deal i'm not for everybody fine you know it's fine you could be a dick it's okay but uh barris was doing his broadcast i think it was either this morning or last night i think it was this morning and we got a shout out from Rich Barris, who's really enjoying um, the memes. And so I want to play this for you guys because I think you get a kick out of it. 
at least was short, Will. I mean, <laughs> Will, Will got inherited money, so Will doesn't have to worry about nothing. This, it, it, As if in this interview, he couldn't have stuck his foot further into his own mouth. He does. It comes out his ass. Let's listen Here's to this. the issue that I think is important for Republican voters to think about. Why did we have all those mail votes? Because of Trump turned the government over to Fauci. They embraced lockdowns. They did the CARES Act, which funded mail-in ballots across the country. Donald Trump signed that bill that funded the mail ballots that all the Republicans ha have been so concerned about. Uh, and also with the censorship of the Hunter Biden. That was Donald Trump's FBI that was working with that. He didn't have control over his own government. So me as the nominee, we will not let them run circles around us. We're not going to fight with one hand tied behind our backs. And so uh, I think all of those issues were very problematic. But at the end, at the end of the day, you know, Donald Trump helped facilitate that whole set of circumstances. But at the end, at the end of the day, you know, Donald Trump helped facilitate that whole set of circumstances. I also think Republicans didn't fight back. You've got to fight back when that is happening, and you shouldn't have provided all the money to fund the mail-in ballots. Mean team, they've been killing him. I'll tell you, man. Dill Dilly's Brendan Dilly's mean team. They've been, you know, you can call them, you can call Laura Loomer, whatever the hell you want. But if it wasn't for Laura Loomer, uh, you know, she was the only one who listened when it came to this delegate uh, fight in California. And I mean, we, you and I, we had to go like, what? on Twitter for 48 hours and point this is stuff any, out. Is there any update on the uh, California? So that was Rich Barris. And I just thought that was really cool. I thought that was really cool. So shout out to him and even to Barnes Law, who I know doesn't like us or like me anyway. You might like the memers. Uh, but Rich, that was cool of you. That was a stand-up thing. That was classy for you to name drop and play uh, Miguelifornia's meme. And we really appreciate it. Now, that, that meme is funny and it's a kill shot. But this meme is funny in a kill shot. I've got a couple of these that are so fucking brutal. Uh, first and foremost, they took my stupid sheep selfie. Magical Trevor decided to do this with it. If you can't give a yes or no because on whether or not Trump lost, then how well, can... Of course, no, of, of course he lost. Uh, Trump lost a 2020 election. <laughs> okay. uh, Joe Biden's the president. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Oh my God. Oh boy. <laughs> Twisty. Oh boy. Okay, Trev, uh, that one's going to leave a mark. That one hurts. Uh, one, because obviously it's super funny, but you're absolutely right. That is a rest and piss moment for Team DeSantis. Um, I think the campaign, he ethered himself. But that wasn't even the, the worst, most painful meme I saw yesterday. There's a lot of them. The memers were working. <laughs> the one that killed me more than anything else was this gem from my friend Miguelifornia. Welcome to at the end of the day, what insecure, awkward people try to say at the end of the day as many times as possible. Today, following presidential candidate, Rob DeSantis. Take it away, Rob. Avenue states. 
Well, look, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we protected Wisconsin oh is different than Georgia, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we do want to promote a culture. You, you want to give them medical care. I mean, come on, at the end of the day, we got to be humane about it. And, and if that bill lands on your well, desk. At the end of the day, as president, you know, mildly, you know, help precipitate a civil war. But at the end of the day, you know, it was a republic. God, the California, you you are you're mean. I don't know what's going on. You're mean, bro. The, this um, at the end of the day, no, uh, this guy sucks. He sucks. And I'll tell you what the I want to give you guys like the brilliance of what Mike did right there. It's the simplest observation, and it's the reason it is so genius is anybody will follow the joke, but more importantly, it, it speaks to how canned that guy is because he's got a limited amount of things that he can say because he's not speaking candidly or from the heart. He's speaking off of what he's memorized from his talking points. And those videos, a video like that is so effective. It's just like the video he did. Mike did the one where he gave the, he put the scary music to DeSantis Pretending that, you know, he fake laughed and then he got super serious and got almost psychotic looking. And all Mike did was slow the video down, added the scary music and 1.5 million views later, DeSantis looks like a psychopath. Uh, he's a horrible candidate. He's insincere and in the public sees it and whatever they miss, Mike and the meme team make sure they don't. <laughs> so between Trevor and Miguelifornia, Showing the obvious, right, and highlighting it over and over and over again, the guy continues to just absolutely crater. And and this was the, the thing that's shocking is it's every fucking day he's a walking disaster as a candidate. Over the weekend, they got they convinced this, they convinced one of the most hygienically disgusting candidates we've ever had, Rod DeSantis, who loves to wipe his boogies on people at his events. That's like his thing. He like rubs his face, rubs his snot, rubs his hair. He goes, he goes nose, snot, hair sometimes. That's one of his moves. He goes all the way up, which in some ways I get it because he's like, oh, what? No one will see it there. Um, but he loves to do his thing. He's like, uh. so they took this fucking guy who's notoriously disgusting and horrible hygiene. And they're like, hey, you know, it'd be funny as if we let him handle people's food and stuck his fucking hands down into an ice cream uh, scoop thing and, and, and like scooped ice cream for people, which is a horrible idea for somebody that already puts people off because of the whole booger thing. And then they put it behind the fucking ice cream parlor thing and was scooping ice cream. And then Ramble Rants took the video and turned it into this. God, why am I even doing this? These people don't even like me. I could be at Wawa right now, but no, geez, Casey never shuts up. Damn it, they know I hate spoons. These heels, Bucky's take me away. Fuck my life. Which one? What's with these gloves? I can't even wipe my nose. Fuck. Just kill me now. Hail Hydra, my ass. <laughs> just, just kill me now. Essentially, this is what DeSantis has been, you know, I, it doesn't matter what comes out of his mouth at this point. Because the eyes tell the truth. And, and what his face and his eyes are telling you is he is in total and complete hell. Uh, he's doing things he would never do. He's not good at them. 
it's not consistent with who he is as a person. And thus it's embarrassing. And it's, he can't hide it. It's the thing is, is it's not even just, um, it's not just like awkwardness at this point with the Santas. It's flat out contempt for the voter because he knows he's only there whoring himself out looking like an idiot because somebody told him that this is what it's going to take to beat Donald Trump. And so by proxy, he resents you because he recognizes he's got to try to convince you by scooping your shitty ice cream with boogers in it that he's a better candidate than Donald Trump. And this is what doesn't make any sense to me. Why do you think the voters want anything to do with this weird meatball handling their food? Like you haven't even made a cogent and like in clear cut argument from a policy standpoint for why you can beat Trump or why we should elect you over Trump. And beyond that, forget your ideas because DeSantis loves to talk about Trump's ideas and pretending they're his own. He's never actually talked about implementation and how he, what, what he would do to even be able to follow through on these things um, because he's full of shit. He's just following someone else's campaign, campaign policies, but he doesn't actually understand them or how to implement them. And then he goes on the campaign trail and wears a sweater vest and scoops ice cream. It's the stupidest fucking campaign I've ever seen. It really is. It's something else. And the result is predictable. And this was the result. New Hampshire, DeSantis is now tied with fat, fat fuck Chris Christie. Let's talk about that for a moment. Trump's at 43% in New Hampshire. Krispy Kreme is 9% along with DeSantis. But here's the rub. DeSantis has spent somewhere between 40, 50, 60 million dollars somewhere, uh, somewhere in there so far, okay? Ru they're thinking he spent about 50 million. I think that's what the number I saw was. 50 million dollars to get 9% of the vote. Fat-ass Chris Krispy Kreme has secured 9% of the vote and has spent a whopping $50,000. Meatball DeSantis might be the dumbest business person I have ever witnessed. He would have a better chance of winning New Hampshire if he just sent everybody $100 for voting for him. He could quite literally buy a higher vote total than if he ran ads. Like if he just stayed at home in Florida and sent out cash all day long to New Hampshire voters, he'd spend less money and pull better. But he's such a fucking idiot that he's going and doing commercials that piss people off. He's attacking the, the country's most popular candidate ever. And he's getting destroyed by a guy who's fucking 300 pounds overweight and spent 50 grand on buffet. And that's what makes it even more, I think, cringy is that it's not just, it's one thing to lose. Like I'm not dunking on say Tim Scott because he's not spending a lot of money to get 5%. He's like, I got 5% of the vote and I spend accordingly. Okay. I don't really see a problem when you're blowing through more money than anyone in the race and you're pulling in third fucking place. Dude, there's something going on with you. You're fucked. And guess what? Here we go. It's the decline is accelerating. This is the Republican, this is the RCP average. 
DeSantis is now under 16%. He's down to 15.7, according to their real clear politics average. But it's accelerating, and that's an important thing to understand. And we're going to break down why it's accelerating. The one reason is this right here. Let's first talk about Arizona. Donald J. Trump in Arizona is polling ahead of Biden. Okay? He's polling ahead on these. And I believe this is a, a consequence of the Arizona election getting stolen not once, not twice, but three times. The first time being my congressional race where they fucking rigged the election. Then I warned everybody, but everybody said, he says the word fuck too much, so he's not credible. So what they did was they went, Dilly, you didn't have your race stolen. You're just not a good candidate. And I said, no, I'm a great candidate and I'm a great politician if I wanted to be. I should have fucking had a higher vote total. There was a bunch of shenanigans going on and everybody called me a conspiracy theorist. And then in 2020, they used the exact same strategy they had on me but on a massive scale against Donald Trump. And, and Trump went, wait a minute, Arizona's rigged. And I'm like, yeah, no shit, pal. And then fast forward to 2022 and everybody said, why are you so down about this Arizona election? And I said, because Carrie Lake is incredible and is by far the most popular uh, candidate in Arizona, as well as probably across the country in 2022, besides you know President Trump, who wasn't running yet. And it doesn't matter because the cartel runs Arizona. And so it won't matter what you do. You're going to get stuck with a fraudulent election in 2022. And guess what? <laughs> you got stuck with a fraudulent election in 2022. And now you're fighting it in courts and you're trying to convince judges who more than likely are either on the payroll of the cartel or have been threatened by the cartel. You're trying to convince them that it's worth it to them to do the right thing for Arizona uh, while simultaneously getting one of their loved one's heads lopped off, um, which isn't going to work either. That's why the only way to save Arizona, as I've mentioned, is by electing Donald J. Trump, and then he unleashes American military might on the terrorist organization known as the cartels south of the border. And then once they are gone, you will see a totally different outcome in Arizona, New Mexico, and other states that the cartel has made tremendous inroads. Anyway, I digress. So this is the Republican polling. And it's pretty damn impressive, isn't it? In uh, for Arizona. Well, guess what? You want to know what's going on with Arizona in the GOP race? This. 58% to DeSantis, who's now down to 11. And here's what's going on. The betting odds got moved after DeSantis made those remarks regarding election integrity. And this is one of the reasons I believe it's started like these numbers are going to get even worse as they go back and they poll again. When they go and poll Arizonans a the next week or the week after that, these numbers are going to get even worse. But he was already DeSantis was sucking wind at 11 percent in Arizona. He was already an unpopular candidate. But now after they hear him explain that the reason the election got rigged, it was Donald Trump's fault. Uh, yeah, that's going to piss them the fuck off. So great job, Meatball. Seriously impressive stuff. I, I haven't seen somebody destroy their own career and credibility quite the way you have as quickly as you have in a very long time. And Donald Trump over the weekend was not, uh, 
He's not pulling any punches. He, he's, he's about had enough of this fucking meatball. I like loyalty. You know, they told me that loyalty doesn't matter in politics. Some of my geniuses right backstage right now. Sir, don't tell that story because loyalty doesn't matter in politics. I said, I think it does. It turned out that I was right because he has dropped like a rock and hopefully he'll stay there. I think he will. They said, what's the problem with him? I said, he's got no personality, which actually is true. It's good. Kay, in politics, you need a personality, right? We, knew, we learned a long time ago, you need little personality. Okay, here's the deal. Loyalty matters. This message is for all my friends on the Trump campaign, who I know tune in periodically. And when President Trump points to the side stage and he says, you know, all my staff, my senior people tell me loyalty doesn't matter in politics. Here's what I want you to hear from me um, because I don't get this kind of stuff wrong. He's right and you're wrong this time. You, if you would have said this two years ago, I might've agreed with you, even a year ago. America changed, the, the culture is shifting. You have to be able to read the room. Loyalty is something that Americans absolutely are prioritizing again in life. Loyalty is going to be the difference between, I believe uh, a lot of these candidates, not just winning, but actually securing a base, securing a coalition of people, I believe that the electorate is is now judging candidates based on how not just loyal, like, oh, blind loyalty, but legitimately earned loyalty. It matters. It didn't used to matter, but it does now. And loyalty is more than just uh, saying nice things about somebody else or, uh, you know, backing them in the public eye. Loyalty is about truth. It's about honesty. It's about that level of connecting and, and being transparent, even, even when, you know, maybe it's not what the other party wants to hear, whether that's, you know, and, I, and we do this in our own personal lives, but we also do this in, in politics. But loyalty is going to play a role. And it's one of the things that MAGA is judging people by. It's why Bud Light is down 28 billion. They've lost 27, 28 billion in market cap because of their decisions to be disloyal to their, to their target consuming audience they ruined it they, they destroyed their brand because they were disloyal to the customer the loyalty is huge honesty is huge when you can't be ultra fucking honest and you can't own that type when you can't operate that way you cannot make it into the inner circle anymore and that goes for whether it's politics or business or friendships. This is where Americans are at these, this day. I think, I think that people are so fed up being deceived and being manipulated that they will not tolerate anything other than total and complete brutal honesty, which in turn actually leads to not just loyalty, but also a level of trust and comfort because even if what the person or people are saying to you makes you feel uncomfortable or, or angry, you recognize that they're sticking their neck out by telling it to you. And that's what's happening where like Trump's staff needs to continue, I believe, to move in his direction. And, and I know there's a lot of smart people who are, I call friend, they're, they're friends of mine now. They've got to recognize he has an innate ability to see 
sort of what's coming around the corner and he's seeing it. Loyalty is going to matter. And I believe this will become a bigger and bigger um, discussion going into 2024 because the more that this fight against not just rhino Republicans, but also Democrats, the more it is f- is framed as a war, the more that wartime mentality will kick in for your average Trump voter and thus loyalty matters. So this is what I, I believe they need to really buy all the way into because their latest ad was a fucking kill shot. It was really, really good. And what you'll see from this ad is that if you're loyal to the American public and loyal to the uh, American uh, values and the, the constitution, um, you're going to avoid essentially getting destroyed by Donald Trump and, and, and his coalition of people. And uh, this ad nails it, but they need to continue to, they need to understand this is real. It's not just uh, rhetoric. This is something that the American electorate is identifying with and agrees with. The threat was the very foundations Today, oh my bad, that's a meme. Damn it, that was a tr- was that a whose meme was that? That's not the ad I thought I was playing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I played the wrong video. <laughs> that was a that was a meme. That wasn't the Trump campaign. That was the wrong video. I clicked it. And I'm like, hey, this doesn't look like a. Well, I don't know where my Trump ads at. Did I upload the wrong? I think I uploaded the wrong one. Was that Lauren Eve that made that? I. Oh, that was Jay Scott. Shout out to Jay Scott. Good job, bud. I grabbed the wrong. I mean, I'm glad I played your meme. But I meant to upload that latest Trump uh, ad campaign video. It was really good. And I, now I don't know where the fuck I put it. I just realized I don't know where. I... Do you guys know where that's at? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I think I. <coughs> there was a Trump ad that just came out over the weekend. And I I don't think I fucking put it on the. Okay. We're going to have to correct that tomorrow. Sorry, everybody. You're just going to have to settle for the J. Scott meme. And trust me. Go watch Trump's latest ad spot. Yeah, he killed. Well. His he essentially was parroting the same thing that the the ad was doing, which is really good. But now I just realized I forgot to upload it. Yeah, he killed it, dude. Well done. Okay, that's what happened. So Trev Trev's confirming what I thought. Trump's ad inspired that meme, and when I grabbed downloaded, I meant to grab both, and I must have only grab one of them. Whoopsie, toasty. <laughs> one man who's uh, had enough of this bullshit is Donald J. Trump, and uh, he was on a tear the last 24 hours on Truth Social. Let's talk about that a little bit today, because he's he's having the, the reaction you'd expect. Let's see. Oh, boy. My political opponent, Crooked Joe Biden, tells Merrick Garland and the DOJ to indict and arrest me on bogus charges and accusations, trying desperately to steal the election. But that wasn't enough. He now wants thug prosecutor deranged Jack Smith to file for a court order taking away my First Amendment rights speech. So based on yet another radical left hoax, I'll be the only politician in American history not allowed to speak. The never-ending witch hunt continues. MAGA. Um, Jesus, dude. 
every single day, this is what Trump's going through. They're like, okay, let's try to put him in jail. That'll stop him from talking. And then he's like, nope, still talking. Then they're like, well, let's boot him off of social media. Or actually, it went in reverse. They tried to put him, boot him off social media. That'll keep him to stop from talking. Wrong. Then they're like, well, let's indict him. Uh, that'll stop him. No, wrong. Then they're like, let's indict him again. Well, that didn't work. Let's indict him again. Okay, he's still not going to be quiet. Why hasn't he left the race yet? Then they're like, well, what if we try to, what if with one of the, the indictments, we try to get a gag order on him talking about anything? I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. Pretty remarkable to see. What a great honor it is for me to receive a powerful endorsement from the very highly respected General Keith Kellogg, a true warrior who was in the Trump administration from the beginning. He knew the ins and outs and the people, perhaps better than anybody. Keith worked directly with Vice President Pence. So endorsing me could not have been an easy decision to make, but for true warriors, not tough. Thank you, Keith. P.S. The General wrote a book, a great book, War by Other Means. Get it. All right. Not only did General Keith Kellogg endorse Donald J. Trump, he also skewered Mike Pence. Um, he, I mean, he bludgeoned him yesterday, and I don't think that's going to stop. I think that Keith Kellogg gets it. Uh, we're happy to see him endorse the president uh, because Trump had, has definitely earned that loyalty, as we talked about, and that endorsement. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, as uh, we go forward, President Trump will continue to collect endorsements from people who had previously been working for uh, either former staff or even some of the people in this race, uh, this one being dipshit Mike Pence. Uh, Russia and China would not be putting ships dangerously off the coast of Alaska if I were president. No way, no how. No respect for Biden. Yeah, they, uh, they're testing America right now. They're, gonna, they're, they're testing to find out how far we're willing to go and how much shit we're willing to take. And honestly, we're failing that uh, adventure. It's, it's it, that test. We are failing it badly. It is so embarrassing. And uh, they're not stopping. The, the Chinese and the, uh, the Russians don't respect America at all. And uh, we don't get Trump back soon. We're gonna have a real problem. Now, that's not the case if you actually talk to Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> which I I don't recommend talking to Nancy Pelosi, by the way. Don't do that if you can if you can avoid it, don't do it. Nancy Pelosi declares America will cease to exist if Trump becomes president again. Okay. Um, thanks, Nance. Sit down, grandma. I'm not sure why she thinks we give a fuck what she has to say. Uh, but apparently Nancy feels that she can pontificate after fucking God knows how much vodka and tell us all that we're going to, America will cease to exist. I, I got to be straight up with you, dude. America is barely existing as it is. Um, the Democrats are, are auctioning off entire sections of our economy and uh, of our freedoms, and they're doing it with the help of rhino Republicans like the do-nothing pussy Speaker of the House. Um, you know, <laughs> he's <laughs> McCarthy's not doing shit. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. <coughs> Congress ain't doing shit. They all just tweet or go on their now podcast, which I don't know when congressional members thought it uh, it was like, you know, doing monetized daily podcasts was 
why we vote for them. That was kind of a weird flex that they're utilizing now. Um, but one thing I can tell you that they're not doing is they're not impeaching Joe Biden. They're not uh, cutting funding um, to what Democrats are doing. They're not cutting funding to anything. As a matter of fact, McCarthy, uh, I believe, I don't know if he's still wearing his little Ukrainian flag lapel pen, uh, but this dude is weak as, you know, he's, he's soft as baby shit. And you can see why, you know, Nancy Pelosi would say something like this because she recognizes if Trump gets in and actually basically just says, fuck it, I'm going balls to the wall MAGA, all of these people are going to cease uh, existing in politics. That'll be the end of it. So, there you go. Oh my God, I don't even want to touch that subject, by the way. The American LLC bankruptcy discussion. I, I can't with you guys. I'm not interested. I, I know, I saw it. I didn't want to talk about it. I'm not going to do it now because I'm just going to get mad. Because I know there's a lot of people, oh, well, you, did you see the thing? Did you see the thing? And I'm like, I saw the thing. I know. You're back to playing that game again. And I'm not interested and I'm not going to do it. I know. I saw it. Somebody talks about election fraud. And Trump goes, oh, I like that interview. She said the things that I agree with about election fraud. And then he says, hey, you guys should check out this interview where they talk about the thing about election fraud. And then you watch the interview and it's got a whole bunch of other bullshit tied to it. And you go, that's what Trump wanted me to see. And you're like, no, he told you what he wanted you to see. He wanted you to watch the part about election fraud. And then you watched it and were like, I like all the other stuff that this lady was saying. So you can miss me with it. You can miss me with your entire, all of that shit. I'm not interested. Um, you don't know what I'm talking about? Uh, don't watch it. I wouldn't, I think it's, you can watch it for the why Trump's asking to watch it. I think it's a validation thing. Um, I recommend watching Don Jr.'s opinion on some of it. <laughs> I, I let them off the hook this weekend too. Don Jr. gave out the answers and I could have played them and used it as a giant fucking dunk fest. And I chose not to because I felt sorry for these people. And I was trying to be cool about it, but I know eventually I'm going to have to address it. So we may save that for tomorrow's show. It might be tomorrow. It might be Thursday, but we'll, we'll save. I'll keep my powder dry on that one. Yeesh. Anywho, yes, he did reference that. And uh, people are still discussing it in my chat because it gave you guys a giant Q boner. But you can, you can miss me with it still. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, you guys, I'm running out of time. This will be the last show I do here in Nashville. And as you know, I've got a tea time coming up. I played semi like decent yesterday. And by decent, I mean, I had like five good shots all day and everything else was shit. So I'm hoping to get maybe six or seven good shots today. We're going to try to build on yesterday. Okay. The back's loosened up now. So I'm hoping I can like rotate and hit the ball. We'll see. All right. I know you guys were asking me what I, what I shot yesterday. Um, so we're playing a four man scramble best ball. Thank God. So yes, I think that, um, we got to use my ball like four or five times, which is why I said I like four or five good shots. <laughs> and that's what matters. But it was a ton of fun, and we're going to go do it again today. And I actually think we're going to get better weather today. It's supposed to be a little bit cooler. So, uh, yeah. And tomorrow, you guys will be very happy to see me back in the home studio right here on The Dilly Show. But God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly. And I'll see all of you tomorrow, 12 p.m. here on The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. See you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction.
We're not gonna get calmer as years go by. We're gonna get more fired up. We're gonna want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not is not something about the just oh the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. There's not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.